This is show nine of the Cloth Diaper Podcast. Today we are interviewing Bum Bum Babies and talking about Mama Koala. The Cloth Diaper Podcast, a weekly podcast dedicated to everything cloth diaper. Join us for interviews with brands, retailers, and mamas from around the world. This is show nine of the Cloth Diaper Podcast, hosted by me, Bailey. If you don't know me already, I am a mom of two young kids, and I have been blogging about cloth diapers for the past three years at simplymombailey.com. This podcast is all about cloth diapers, and today I am super excited to share my guest, Laurel from Bum Bum Babies. We are going to be talking about Mama Koala cloth diapers and... I'm super excited because this is a hyped up little industry right now. Mama koalas are essentially a China cheapie. They're about eight bucks each and they are being flipped and sold and fought after and llama my drama. Seriously. I have my three-year-old in the room with me right now as I film this introduction so that's what all the weird background noise is. I really wish he would take a nap but he's not. Besides that, I'm not quite sure if there's anything going on new in the cloth diaper world. I think I see that Apple Cheeks is coming out with a new print. They did this week, and then they've got some more surprises coming. It's hard to stay in the loop when there's so many things. I would love it if you tag me, Cloth Diaper Podcast, and any upcoming or new prints that you see or changes in the cloth diaper industry. I love learning about new brands. I love learning about new prints. And it's totally my jive. There's a 95% chance that next week there will not be an episode because I am off to Vancouver to visit with my sister who has flown in from Montreal. Uh, So if there's no episode next week, that's why I am looking for guests for October. I am available Monday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings with no interruptions. So if you would love to join me and talk to me about cloth diapering, your business, your brand, your blog, or what have you, email me at bailey at clothdiverpodcast.com. So without ado, I'm going to let the episode begin. Uh, Hi, my name is Lauren. I'm a mom of three. I have a six-year-old, a four-year-old, and a 20-month-old. I'm from Augusta, Georgia. I currently own Bum Bum Babies. I am a cloth diaper user, mainly pockets. Uh, That's about it. Georgia, so are you under hurricane issues right now? Yes. I didn't go out and buy anything. I just ordered it all off Amazon, so I didn't have to fight anyone. (laughs) That's smart planning, for sure. So how did you get started in cloth diapering? Six years ago with your oldest? Yeah, I tried with my son. I knew nothing about cloth diapering. I kind of just Googled it, and I bought a pack of G diapers from uh, Babies R Us. Mm -hmm. And I tried them for two weeks, and I just hated it. I was so discouraged with cloth diapering. I just never tried again um, with him. I did everything I could. I originally chose them because it said, like, the covers, you could just rinse them out and use them again. 
and my son would have blowouts and I would have to constantly be washing them. So it didn't even uh, become use useful for me. Uh, and then I had my daughter two years later and I used Huggies with her and then she started getting really bad rashes when they came out with a new design. And I kept calling my friend and I was like, I don't know what to do. And she actually brought over a ton of cloth diapers for me to try. And that's when the Mama Koala, I got a great fit on her. I loved it. No problems, no rashes. And that's when I became like a Mama Koala fan, I guess. That was three years ago now. And then I had my third child, my second daughter. And um, I've cloth diapered from the beginning with her. Started with Kawaii Baby Pockets. And then I moved on to Mama Koala. Why didn't you start with Mama Koala with their, your third? She was tiny. Oh, okay. Um, she had gotten down to six pounds before we left the hospital. So it took, what, three months for her to be able to fit Mama Koala? Oh, wow. She's a little bean, hey? Like a little tiny peanut. Yeah, she still is. I, I make really massive babies. I can barely imagine what a six-pound peanut could no, look like. Uh, Kauai babies, um, they, their newborns are adjustable. So we got up to about three months with the Kauai babies before I had to switch over to Mama Koala. Oh, wow. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. It definitely I makes it, it worth it. Definitely. Mm -hmm. What's been your ultimate favorite print during your... Uh, the, oh, man. Do I have to pick one? The Lemons, I have two of those. And The Starry Night, I have two of those, but I love maybe 10 more. Oh yeah. Starry night, starry night prints tend to be really awesome. Yeah. I, um, I started with them when they only had a few sets to choose from and I had had all the sets. So I kind of stopped buying. And then recently when I started getting into wholesaling for them, I became obsessed again and I started buying like all the new prints. So I missed out on a lot of packs, but it's a problem. <laughs> I also don't know why lemons look so cute on cloth diapers. Uh, me either. It's I, I mean, it's the weirdest thing. It's but it's just so cute. It is. I just got thirsty thirsty's diapers just came out with a new lemon print too and I bought it and I just don't know why it's so perfect. It's a fruit I never thought I would put on a diaper. I just looked into Lighthouse Kids. I heard them on your last yeah podcast i'd never heard of them before and they actually have some cute prints going on they just did a lemon print too lemons must be the cool thing right that. now i feel like i should be collecting lemons like i collected pineapple prints now In, instead of sticking with a brand just stick with a, <laughs> with a, a pattern yeah <laughs> and i i always tell people to just buy the pattern they love the most and start from there so totally worthwhile advice um yeah. okay so you also mentioned that you have an unorthodox wash routine how about you share that I uh, um, so I run my diapers on cold on the quick wash with tea tree oil. I, I put about five drops in the, um, in the top part. And then once that's complete, I put my tide in there and then I run it on a heavy duty wash. I tried so many different things. I felt like I was constantly bleaching the diapers all the time and I couldn't, I didn't like it. So I was looking up different things and I put tea tree oil in my husband's wash because he sweats all day. He's out at work and 
it's not fun doing his laundry. And he started telling me that he loved how the clothes smelled when I used the tea tree oil. So I tried that with my diapers and I, I'm telling you, my diapers have no stink when my daughter goes in them. They come out smelling so fresh. I can't even explain it. And I told a couple of my friends about it, uh, mainly my admin, my employee, Ashley. And she's like, oh, I'm never going back. I love that. I love using the tea tree oil. Okay, so where did you, like, where did you, you just stumbled to somebody was tea tree oil in your wash. You just stumbled upon it. Somebody suggested it for your husband's wash. Like such a bizarre. Well, uh, I love tea tree oil. I use it to make my kids cleaner because they love having their own spray to clean stuff. It's an essential oil. I buy mine off Young Living mm-hmm. and it, it's just like an essential oil. I always have tea tree oil, lemon and lemongrass on hand. Those are my absolute favorites, my go-tos for everything. But tea tree oil, I watch, I read a bunch about it. I watch a bunch of videos. There's one lady that did a whole video on the comparison of tea tree, bleach. Oh God, I forgot the names of the rest. And she did like a comparison on how they work with mold and dirt. And um, they, they were very comparable to bleach, but like a very safe oil. So I started making my kids cleaner with that. I would put a little bit of vinegar, a little bit of water, and a little bit of a couple drops of tea tree. Mm-hmm. And they would go crazy in the house cleaning everything. And <laughs> I wasn't worried about the chemicals. Huh. And I use tea tree oil for like my skin and for mosquito bites. Um, but I've never considered using it in my wash. And you've never, you've never had any problems with it. Like why people, people say sometimes essential oils are problematic in the wash, but I don't really understand that. Right. It doesn't seem, it seems to be working for you. I mean, it's a, it's something you gotta be willing to, to do it. I, my daughter doesn't get any rashes. I do it in my pre-wash just so that I know that it's out by the time the wash is done. Yeah. But you can like, you can smell it and you can smell whatever, um, detergent you're using too. It just makes everything smell so much better. And you're only using six drops. That's like nothing really. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm, interesting. So if people out there are wondering, it might be an option for you. If you're struggling definitely with not fluff, fluff love approved. <laughs> no, definitely not fluff love approved at all. Um, but it's always interesting things that work. And if it acts like bleach, some people have a lot of success using a little bit of bleach every wash. So I use um, every six weeks, every six weeks, whatever I'm throwing in, uh, I put a little bit of vinegar in there to just make sure that I'm cleansing them properly too. I don't do, I don't make sure I get every diaper just every six weeks that I put vinegar in whichever load I'm doing. Help spruce it up a little bit. Yeah, eventually it'll get to every diaper. Your love for Mama Koala eventually led you to opening Bum Bum Babies, or what? how did that start? Bum Bum Babies actually started uh, with me and my sister trying to do it, and I had always wanted to get into cloth diapering. I was always telling my sister, oh, um, I'd love this as a print diaper. I'd love this as a print diaper. I wish I had a diaper that did this. So we actually started Bum Bum Babies because she sews, and she wanted to, like, make maxaloons and things like that. So we started Bum Bum Babies and then I saw a bunch of people wanting to do more Mama Koala orders, like pre-orders, which is how I got that started. And I opened a Mama Koala pre-order and it like blew up from there. And then I started contacting suppliers of my own with my own ideas about diapers. Like I wanted the panel to be a certain width. I wanted a certain amount of snaps. Um, 
I was so particular. I probably drove these suppliers crazy. <laughs> There's so many samples, so many changes. Uh, but I finally got my first order in. Hopefully it'll be here in a few weeks. And I hope people really like them. Oh, so you've gone and you've created like a, like you've tweaked something to make it what you want. And so you're coming out with right. your own diaper, essentially. Right. So the awesome. diaper I'm coming out with is a double gusset charcoal. Um, I made the panel wider. So it's about uh, six inches wide. And I actually, the way I tested it was I gave my husband the diaper and I told him to stuff it. And if his hand fit in there, it was, you know, a good diaper because he, he hated, we used, we tried Alva and he absolutely hated them. He's like, I can't get my hand in there. I can't stuff it at all. Yeah. Um, so we did, we tested it that way. And then I sent a couple of my samples out to customers, um, to, for them to test it and give me back their review before I placed the order or made any changes. I think I made a total of five changes after my original idea for the diaper I made I have an insert it's um it's like a three-layer charcoal three-layer bamboo and it has the snaps to make it adjustable to size of the size of the diaper mm -hmm. and I'm pretty sure I made like god so many changes to that what like six or seven after the original and then I changed my the hanging wet bag I added a zipper to the bottom because I don't know about anyone else, but I'm very lazy and I hate taking the diapers out of the wet bags. So yes. um, my idea was to throw the wet bag in there, unzip the bottom and just run the wash. Yeah. That's, you don't have to like unstuff anything. Like holla to that because that is my biggest complaint with life, <laughs> yeah. with anything. And I recently, so I've been struggling with that because especially front loading washing machines, well, I don't yes. know what I'm doing. The top loader is pretty, I find it pretty easy to dump, but I could see why there's challenges. But a bottom zipper, revolutionizing the cloth diaper industry, Lauren. I know, right? Right? The, the closest <laughs> thing that I found was that Mother Ease in Canada is making a mesh bag, but it's still a little bit problematic. And she still gets the bit, the, like, I have to wash out the bin every day. But an on bottom zipper, okay, I'm excited. You let me know when that drops and I will share that. Well, the pre-order is up. They're supposed to be oh. in... They'll probably be in, be in um, the first week of October, oh. um, and then I already have a bunch of them pre-ordered right now. I had tests made. I sent the testers out. I had them, like, you know, wet the diapers, throw them in, see if it leaks. I, ha I haven't had any issues so far with the zippers or anything. So. Oh, yeah. I guess that would be the one concern that it might leak at the bottom, hey? Huh. But yeah, not if you're not if you're using, like, a really solid zipper, and only if you're maybe right. throwing water in your bag. I don't. <laughs> if I have like, soaked diapers or diapers that I've sprayed um, in in the pail with the pail, mm -hmm. I just throw them in a bowl and then I put all the rest in my uh, wet bag. I find that all the other like pee diapers absorb all the moisture from my really wet diapers and I don't usually right. have an issue. Um, that's a great idea. And I love your bigger pocket opening as a mother with a massive hand. That is a huge concern <laughs> for me. And one of the reasons I don't yeah. use pocket cloth diapers is because I can never get the insert in there. Well, it's open on both ends too. So you can oh, yeah, really perfect. fix it how you want. Yeah, somebody once sent me a tester, like somebody who was working on them in Canada. And uh, I was like, I can't, I can't get my hand in here. So I can't use the diaper. <laughs> and my husband has bigger hands and I can't teach him three-year-old how to stuff pockets. Yeah, I didn't know much about shopping around with diapers in the beginning. I just 
it was like, oh, look at this print buy, look at this print buy. And then there's so many diapers I just never ended up being able to use because I couldn't stuff them or they just would leak instantly. So you've gone to making your own like diaper because Mama Koala is pushing out retailers? Uh, it's, well, I would love to still carry Mama Koala, but yeah, they're kind of gearing towards only Amazon. We've been begging them to put more prints on wholesale. Right now, they're giving us such limited prints to order on the wholesale site, and they're the most common prints. They're the ones everyone already has in their house. The market's kind of shot for for retailers, and I know a couple retailers actually took a pretty hard hit not being able to wholesale Mama Koala anymore. So it's it's been a struggle. I know a lot of people love Mama Koalas, but right now with them releasing their limited prints and they're basically being a semi-war over them, a lot of retailers backed out. A lot backed out before that happened also because um, there are just so many wholesale issues. That's unfortunate and hard. It is. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's nice to be able to work with, shop with retailers and to shop off Amazon. Well, yeah. Amazon only does six packs. Retailers did individuals. A lot of people loved the option of either. Like, you know, if I only like one diaper in a pack, I'm not going to buy an entire pack just for one diaper. And then right now, when you buy a six pack, the resale value is going so high on the diapers a lot of people are spending a lot more than the retail value of the diaper just to get, just to get one. Yeah. Because what one mama koala I saw on your site is eight fifty us. Mm -hmm. And then what's a package on Amazon? Uh, it's $40 for a six pack. And then the super highly sought off prints that they're what they're being flipped for like 25, 30 bucks us. Oh man. Uh, a rainbow hearts, I think just yesterday went for $50. No way. These are yeah. these are $8 diapers. Used rainbow hearts. Um, used rainbow hearts? The rainbow hearts, the sunflowers, koi, uh, tidal waves, and then there was a, a pack that just came out two days ago um, called Charming, and there was, people were raging because they couldn't get this pack, and I don't know how many they sold off Amazon when they did their... Uh, release but it seems like maybe 20 packs is what i'm thinking and they put a post up apologizing saying they're gonna make more and come back out with them in november and they were like like my page if you think you're gonna buy a pack and they have well over 600 likes already <laughs> so hopefully they come out with 600 but that's insane um, it's not gonna so Mama Koala is a, they're just a Chinese factory making diapers or are they owned in the United States? They're China cheapies. They're made yeah. in China. They're owned by Alicia Brown. Um, and she was very, very active three years ago when it was basically a startup company. And you kind of see her pop in and out every now and then, but it's mainly, it's mainly run by China at this point. If I'm not mistaken, they just rebranded and they have their own production company now. Oh, okay. I'm going to have to look into that. I never, um, admittedly, I should have looked more into it. I just had heard that these GPs were getting flipped for crazy prices on the buy and sell. And yes. I was like, what is going on here? Man, who knew that 
it would come to that point. So, right. <laughs> right? So what do you, what are you thinking? Do you think that Mama Koala has much left? Is that this hype real? Is this hype going to stay around or? I'm worried what's going to happen is they're going to keep pushing out diapers, pushing out diapers. And what's already happening is people are looking for other similar brands that they can be guaranteed the print. They're trying to kind of shop around. Mama Koala is very well known for their fit. Unlike Alva or Anon Baby, um, Mama Koala has a wider panel, so it's much easier to get on, you know, those little chunky babies with the little chunky thighs, and it's much easier to stuff. And a lot of people went with them because of their price also. But um, I, th I think what Mama Koala is doing is trying to raise their prices also. They're coming out um, with positional prints, and they're testing higher prices. One of the packs, I can't remember what the name of it is, they tried selling for $89.99, and then if you waited, they released it at 6 p.m., and then if you waited till 7 p.m., they gave you a code to get it for forty for $39.99, and a, a bunch of people bought them for the, the higher price just because they wanted the print. They wanted to be guaranteed that print. So I think what's going to happen is they're going to try to raise their price. They're going to lose customers. They're going to have to try to try to reevaluate and try to get their customers back and try to get more prints out. Um, hopefully it's not going to be like that. I've seen a couple other companies, not just cost up diapering, but other companies try to um, please everyone and come out with as many prints as possible. And then they kind of like <clears throat> took a hard hit and people stopped buying them. The resale value on these things went way down you start seeing them doing sales for like half off, 60% off. Uh, and then they have to try to come up with new ideas on how to get their customers back, how to get people to buy from them again. Yeah. I, we've, I've definitely seen that with, uh, sounds very similar to what we've seen happen with blueberry diapers and what we've seen happen with other baby gear things. So it's an I was thinking like strategy. Tula. I don't know if you've, oh, when yeah, I bought Tula. the resale value was insanely high. Um, oh, yeah. I got the Rockets diaper and after maybe like five, five or six months later, they started like coming out with prints like crazy. And then people couldn't even sell their, their Tula for like 60 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> even today, you're still lucky if yeah. you sell your Tula for 60 bucks. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. it's, it's an interesting market and it'll be an interesting strategy for them to see, but that's fine. Cause they've pushed out re wholesalers and you're coming out with a diaper, right? Oh, my biggest challenge currently is probably getting uh, the trust of the customers. Since my diapers are new and I'm still only on my first pre-order, I kind of have to sell them without people knowing what they're buying. I got as many samples as I could. I have more samples coming. I've been doing discounts and deals and just trying to get people to like the product. Yeah, I can so. see that being a, like the biggest challenge for somebody coming out with a new diaper to get to get the hype going to get you known let's hope it does get going though it should be good then then you'll have other challenges but it, this is the big hurdle hey yeah so my big question that i had asked you was do you think there's a space for high-end and low-end cloth diapers in the market right now i do i really do uh a lot of the high-end diapers are more personal 
-hmm. you can get them custom made you can get certain designs you can get the exact positional that you want on the diaper um most of them are one of a kind and then a lot of them have more detail uh i know like grovia has I, I don't know, I guess that's called a high-end diaper. I think mm-hmm. any, in my brain, anything over $10 is a high-end diaper. Yeah, but, I, would, um, I would say the same classification. I know a lot of people like swear by Grovia and those diapers seem to have a lot more life to them. And um, I, I just think they're more personal. There's always a market for high-end. That's true. I sometimes I feel like in this market where cha- things are changing, people are like demanding cheap, but I think there's always going to be people who have a, there's always going to be t- all different types of people, right? We're not, we're not one or the other. We're, we're right. And, yeah. and most high end diapers are, are American made, made in the U S and mm-hmm. a lot of people are very particular about where they're made. They don't want China cheapies, I guess. And some people don't care at all. So yeah, I just like I just like the cheaper prices. Yeah. That's what and I'm about. Have you had any challenges trying to get your manufacturing a diaper at a cheap price? <clears throat> I d- I don't I haven't had too many challenges right now. The biggest thing that I'm hoping suppliers working with me for is a lot of customers will only buy diapers if the bum is upright. Like they really want the pattern to be upright oh. when you're looking at the back. Mm-hmm. And um, I've been working with the supplier to make sure that they're going to give me as many, if not all, bums upright, uh, pay a little bit extra to try to get exactly what the customers want. Um, I've seen people just hate diapers because they keep getting them upside down, which <laughs> I I never noticed until I became, until I got back into the mama koala world. I didn't know that there was like a such thing as like an upright bum. I just knew it went on my kids but <laughs> yeah and even as a bit of a cloth diaper blogger I still struggle with uh caring I just don't really about upright bums or not yeah that's I me. can go like I go into my retailer and I just pick it off the shelf and I don't even look at the bum and then I get home and sometimes I realize it's upside down and I go oh Bailey you were there you had the selection you could have I do that all the time my my admin um she refuses to buy a diaper that doesn't have an upright bum drives me nuts I guess then you just have to be creating prints that don't, like if you create a print that doesn't have an up and a down, that helps as well. Yeah, but it's really hard to find cute prints that do that. Oh, okay. Well, there goes that idea, I guess. And even then you kind of, like if the upside down part is in the center, people don't like that. It's, it's, it still becomes a problem. <laughs> people are crazy, I guess. What's the future for Bum Bum Babies? Like, where are you seeing yourself two, three, five years? Hopefully, I just, I kind of just want to stick with diapers, wet bags, you know, pods, everything diaper related. I don't want to branch out too far. I don't want to, I mean, I'll wholesale clothes, I'll wholesale little, you know, baby booties and stuff, but it's not something that I'm interested in getting as far into as creating them myself. I just want to kind of become a household name. I want it to be, you know, when people post on the cloth diaper chats, oh, what's your favorite brand? I want at least, you know, three or four comments to say bum bum babies. That that would be the goal, hey? That's a good goal. Yeah. I like it. Um, so where can people find you if they want to know more about bum bum babies? Where are you on the web? 
you can find me on Facebook, Bum Bum Babies. Uh, Bum Bum is one word, and Babies is I-E-S, B-A-B-I-E-S. Or you can check out my website at bumbumbabies.com. That's about, that's about the two places you can find me. All right. I will make sure to include links to those in the show notes. So if you're listening, you can make sure to find that there. Or Bum Bum Babies is actually pretty easy to look up. I've had some guests with some tricky spelling, so that's an easy one. And I didn't, I didn't run this question by you before I left, but this is a, my favorite question to ask my guests. And that is, what is your biggest piece of advice for new mamas out there? Oh, I know this answer. Um, <laughs> I've heard you ask it in every other podcast. I was, I was expecting it. There's no one right answer for cloth diapering. Um, people swear by pockets. People swear by covers. People swear by all-in-ones. Um, just always be willing to try an alternative if one doesn't work. And um, I heard on one of your other podcasts, someone was saying you can order a box of like all different types of cloth diapers and see which one you like the most. And that is genius. Yes. Uh, If you can find anything like that, maybe, maybe look locally um, for used diapers and you can just buy like one or two of different styles of used diapers to start out like with a lower cost and then try which ones try all the ones you bought and then see which ones you like the most um that's that's probably the best I wish someone would have said that to me in the beginning because after I tried those g diapers I was done yeah I had no idea that there were so many styles to try and and it's just there's not one right answer to cloth diapering not not to buying the diapers, not to laundering the diapers, not to putting them on the baby. It's just, it takes time to figure out. Don't expect it to be like an overnight thing. And the awesome thing about Bum Bum Babies will be that you'll be selling diapers in singles, right? You won't have to buy a pack? Right. Right. Um, hopefully I'll, I have some covers on there and a couple of uh, newborn all-in-ones, but I'm working on my personal all-in-one right now, which is a, it's a, five-layer bamboo charcoal with an optional uh, three-layer hemp insert that you can put in. So I guess like it's an all-in two, actually. I think you sent me those pictures, hey? No? I did. I, okay. I sent you pictures of the of the pocket diaper, but the, the all-in one is going to look exactly the same. All the measurements are going to be the same. It's going to be a double guts of charcoal. Um, okay. Trying to keep that, that print, that style alive. Okay, I will include photos from the pocket diaper that Lauren has sent me, guys, into the show notes for this episode. I am so grateful that Lauren was able to join me this week to chat about Mama Koala and Bum Bum Babies. My conversation with Lauren, as well as my conversation with Annie at Nerdy Mamas, really has been shifting how I view the cloth diaper world. I'll be the first to own up that I've always kind of had a one-track mind about cloth diapering and that you were either a cheap knockoff worth nothing and that nobody should ever buy you or you were a reputable brand name that was, um, was a good choice. And this is probably a very narrow-minded thought process about the cloth diaper industry. I'm beginning to learn that there are a lot of small one, two woman operations who are bringing and trying to bring cloth diapers to America, to Canada, and offer a product that meets a need. So we saw Lauren is 
meeting a need with mama koala and creating prints and creating a diaper with a bigger pocket opening and better functionality. And we saw Annie with Nerdy Mamas in show four, I believe. She was tweaking and redesigning her co-op diapers to meet something that really met the need. And she's doing it in fandom prints. And these are people who I would have maybe two months ago completely disregarded. But these are hardworking women who are trying to create products that will benefit the cloth diaper community. And I think as I asked Lauren today about whether or not there's space in the market, there is space in the market for these. And trying to figure out how to do that is is going to be important for our longevity, but also making sure that we can continue to propel the cloth diaper movement like cloth diaper movement forward. I've really just been sitting on that thought since talking with Lauren and since talking with Anna, Annie, um, and really kind of judging myself for some of my naive preconceptions about what's going on in the market. As a consumer myself, I do have very strong feelings about purchasing products that are made in the United States and made in Canada. That's something that extends past my cloth diaper purchasing power and I try to model in other areas of my life, but it's hard guys. It is so hard. Um, I try not to beat myself up for not being perfect and try to make each small change that I can because the small changes add up and it's not about being perfect everywhere, but it's about being aware that you can be better and you can do better and you can make choices and if you make those choices that align with you and your personal values that's the message at the end of the day so i am so glad that i talked to these people i am <laughs> growing more as i understand the different options available and i definitely have been stuck in this one little narrow track about cloth diapering and I wish that I wasn't, but I also really want to continue to be a strong advocate for those big name brands. And I just want to also clear the air here, guys. When people say big name brands, these are still small mom and pop operations. Like, they're not massive like Walmart or Joe Fresh or any of the big names. When we're talking like Rumbaroo or Grovia or Bum Genius or Mother Ease or Omaki, these are still small team operations putting out cloth diapers. They're nothing to really compare with Huggies or Pampers or, you know. Anyways, thanks for joining me today on the Cloth Diaper Podcast. If you would like to be on the Cloth Diaper Podcast to share your brand, your business, your blog, or your cloth diapering experience, send me an email at bailey at clothdiaperpodcast.com. It's super easy to do. You can also join Cloth Diaper Addicts, our new Facebook group, to chat everything cloth diaper. I really encourage you to drop all your questions, engage with others, and let's just get the ball going. And if you are on social, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest at Cloth Diaper Podcast. And the show notes for this episode will be released Saturday, September 22nd, maybe, at www.clothdiaperpodcast.com. Thanks.